Hey there, pod pals. Are you a print-on-demand creator looking to stay ahead of the curve? You want to know exactly when to launch your designs for every key season and event? How about a chuckle with an extra dad joke to brighten your day? If you said yes to any of these, then it's time to join the print-on-demand cast VIP list. As a VIP, you'll get our free annual design calendar, an amazing guide to help you time your creations perfectly throughout the year. And of course, we'll include a bonus dad joke each week as well. Signing up couldn't be easier. Just visit printondemandcast.com slash VIP and enter your email. Don't let another day of potential pass you by. Become a part of the VIP list, grab your annual design calendar, and let's dive into a year of inspired creating together. We'll see you on the other side. Radical! Welcome to this week's episode of the Print on Demand cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's totally tubular show. Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode 93 of the Print on Demand cast. As always, I am your host, one of your hosts, Josiah, and with me again, as always, is Travis Ross. Travis, welcome to episode 93 of the Print of the Man cast, almost to 107 episodes away from the 100th. Did you ever think when we started this almost two years ago that we'd get to episode 93? <laughs> you know, I really didn't know. I didn't have any... Um... I didn't really know. I, I I was hoping to. I was hoping to kind of make this part of, yeah. you know, my life, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, for a season or whatever. But I didn't know how many and how many seasons that would be. But apparently, it's at least four. Yeah, that's true. And uh, we also didn't know that with those particular seasons, that the delineation would be as arbitrary. But you know, it's four <laughs> seasons. <laughs> You know, I feel like four seasons in two years is that is that pretty on par with TV shows? I don't know. Uh, um, but anyway, it's good to be here. We are recording this on a Friday morning to be produced, posted, and all of the things by this afternoon at noon. Right. Um, so lots of things have been happening um, that have led to this kind of schedule shuffle. And trying to, um, you know, get this out, having to postpone it, we threw something on the Facebook group, which I want to shout out real quick. Caitlin Ashley Lane, I think she's a new member, um, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, but we posted the uh, the delay announcement, and she said, she commented, good to know. That's why I finally joined the group here on Facebook, was itching for a new episode. So, <laughs> Caitlin, thank you for... Uh, proving our point as to why the Facebook group is useful, because if you're not in the Facebook group, you have no idea why exactly. a random episode is dropping on a Friday instead of on the regular Wednesday. And we might discuss moving this to Fridays permanently. We don't know more on that at a later date. But before we get into it, yeah, printonamancast.com slash Facebook is where you need to go to join the Facebook group and get all of the pertinent information. So you're not caught off guard 
or by surprise. Right. But before we get into all of the hullabaloo and craziness that has been this past week H- here at Make H- Hulla- Hullabaloo? Hullabaloo. H- yes. Hullabaloo. You need to Google that. Uh, hullabaloo, the definition is a commotion or fuss. So okay. all of the hullabaloo this week that has <laughs> led <laughs> uh, to postponing everything. But before we get there, we have to go to this week's Weekly Dad Joke. Time for the Weekly Dad Joke. All right, Travis, it is 2022. And it is. if you haven't noticed, everything is centered around pronouns. What's your pronouns? Yep. These are your pronouns. You see it a lot. Um, you see it a lot. Instagram has a space for pronouns. And much to my dismay, you can't enter whatever you want there. But um, they have a space for pronouns now. So mm-hmm. doing some research and found out that one of everybody's favorite things to eat and snack on has specific pronouns. Did you really? Know? Yes. That chocolate has preferred pronouns. And do you know what those preferred pronouns are? No idea. Her, she. <laughs> and that's this week's weekly dad joke with a delay trying to click the click the bumper, but we won't have time to post it at that. So y'all just see us staring at the thing. So uh, we're going to move on directly into this week's point of interest. Point of interest. Beautiful. Mm-mm-mm. Beautiful every time. So, uh, Travis, lots of stuff happening. We had Memorial Day weekend, and mm-hmm. before that, we had. You going to Las Vegas for the licensing expo. So for this week's point of interest, let's get a recap on a couple of things. One, let's start with the, it will go in order, start with the Vegas trip to the licensing expo. And then yesterday, last night, was the first market of the summer. So lots to catch up on that yeah. um, that we need to do for this segment. So let's start with it. How was Las Vegas? How long has it been since you've been? Was it nice to be back? And how did the expo go? Vegas is, um, if you've never been there, it's worth going to see just the craziness and and just like, um, you're just in awe of what man can build. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. One of the things that um, I have learned, I've been to Vegas a lot. I used to go to the ASD shows back when I was reselling um, and and uh, did some, helped with some training and things for some uh, events out there and a lot of different things. Um the thing about Vegas is uh, when you first get there, you're all excited. And then not kidding a day or two later, you're just, Oh, I got to get out of here. And I think I figured out why this time. Oh, it, I think I finally figured it out. It is um, that place just constantly is begging for your attention. Every single, like every single sensory overload possibility that exists is happening at all times for 24 hours a day. 
you yeah. can't have any peace. So you got the lights, you got the sounds, everything, you know, the smells, yeah, visual, everything. visual, visual, audio, smell. Yeah. Uh, you know, your, your eye, I mean, yeah, everything, all of your senses are completely bombarded and stimulated yeah. 100% of the time. And, and it's, it's exhausting after a while. It really is. Yeah. Um, and we always joke about, you know, you go to the airport and you can tell the people <laughs> that are getting off the plane and, and coming yeah. to Vegas and you can tell the people that are leaving because it's yes. a total, it is a dichotomy. It's, it's a like, 180. <laughs> it's like, you know, the closest thing you'll ever see to actual time travel where you're getting off the plane, you're full of piss and vinegar, and you're looking at the people <laughs> on the seats that are waiting to get on the plane, wondering why they don't seem as excited to be in Vegas. So you go, <laughs> you spend three days five if you're unfortunate and then by the time you get back to the airport you are sitting in that seat looking at the guys that are coming off the plane thinking you have no idea what you're getting into it's like the scene <laughs> from texas chainsaw massacre when they're going into the town and the lady like runs up to the van and she's like turn around <laughs> don't <laughs> don't do it <laughs> so yeah that that yeah. is the the running the running joke and the observation yeah. made about vegas but so the licensing expo, uh, mm -hmm. you you and I were chatting a little bit about that offline, um, you know, yesterday or the day before, something like that. So um, briefly, just kind of touch on sure. your experience. What did you learn, if anything? Did you see anything cool? Did you find the Pie Gout dealer, Chuck? Just hit all the highlights, and then we'll <laughs> go to the next point. I did not find the Pie Gout, Pie Gout dealer, Chuck, Damn who it. was a reoccurring fixture when Josiah and I had traveled to Vegas, <laughs> we had found him a couple of our trips and sat at his table and we'd always say, you know, Hey, what, you know, you need to, you need to help us win. Yeah, and every every like, time he we lose like, a hand next time we, you're here, next time you're yeah. here, we'll help you. Every time we lose a hand, we'd say, Chuck, you took our money. And he'd say, I didn't take your money. And he'd point to the cameras and go, they took your money. <laughs> and I said, well, you owe us. And he'd say next year. Next, next time year. every time so we we're like all right chuck we'll find you so that's kind of some context as yeah. to why we're randomly mentioning it up high yeah name chuck. but the licensing exponent in and of itself is at the mandalay bay it's one of the largest if not the largest licensing shows and um basically you've got a bunch of people that have properties or brands um think anything from mm -hmm. the band kiss to the movie harry yeah. potter and then you have all of these license potential uh licensees that want to yeah. take that property and put it on something so for yeah. for our you know intents and purposes it'd be like t-shirts or um you know maybe we're going to do some laser things um uh but i mean everything from lunch boxes to uh paper goods to car you know rides you know i mean like it's yeah. all licensing um and so it was um, like drinking from a fire hose. The one thing I, I found very different than other trade shows I've gone to when I walk down the aisle at a print shop or a print show, I feel like I'm the king because everybody in the, in, in the booths wants to sell me something and sure. they want to talk to me and they want to on this one. It's like, they're kind of eyeing you up and down. And, and those people only want to talk to people, um, that have, you know, uh, products that yeah. they can like, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit more, um, what can you do for me? Um, than a print show is it's right. not because it's, it's not about money. It's not about selling. It's about 
partnering. And so um, it was a little bit different from that perspective. I did learn a lot um, about kind of the process and how it works and some of the terms of, I, I really wanted to just dip my toe in the water and, and understand it so I could talk um, somewhat intelligently about yeah. it since I am in the print game. And there may be people that come to us. In fact, we did um, we did have a guy on uh, Michael Restrepo who he has um, he has a license with um, some sororities and fraternities and we're printing for him. And so I wanted to understand that a little more. Uh, I took my wife. We had a great time. She stayed at, at the hotel most of the time and, and just worked. And then we would go out in the evenings. And um, so it was it was fun. Um, I don't, I didn't get any deals. Um, we right. did Ken, Ken real, who's also been on the show and we're going to have him back on. He's created a brand and we're going to bring him on and talk about that brand and what he's planning on doing with it and how that, you know, all kind of works into the print on demand space. Um, he won, or he was top three in uh, a competition that they had called license this and he ended up getting second but i went to his presentation i he gave me a shirt with his brand on it and a hat with his brand on nice. it there was a couple of us that came out and like handed out booklets to the judges and you know as part of the the team or whatever um so that was cool connecting with him and yang was there he was also mm, one of the mm -hmm. the guys that uh wore the hat and stuff um but yeah so good connections um met up with uh, some other friends that from from previous, like the arbitrage and the private label yeah. uh, world, uh, had dinner with them. Uh, we just, it was, it was a good trip. Uh, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't make any deals. We're not going to start, you know, printing Marvel t-shirts or anything like that. We're not printing kiss stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was fun. Which is funny that you mentioned kiss because kiss, I think Gene Simmons is notorious for being the guy that's like, whatever you can put it on. Yep. Let's talk. They've got coffins, yeah. coffins to condoms. From conception <laughs> to death and everything in between, Kiss right. has a branded version of whatever that is, which is wild. Mm -hmm. So um, moving on to the next point, last night you and Tate went to the first market of the summer in Erie. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us how it went and uh, if you're kind of – if it set a good bar for the rest of the year, yes, rest of the summer rather for markets or, or what your thoughts were as far as the uh, inaugural 2022 market of the summer. Yeah, we, um, it was a great weather. Uh, we, there was a couple of things that we got there and we're like, oh no, we forgot this and that, you know, cause it was the first one. Sure. Um, so there's a few things that, you know, a few hiccups that we need to kind of fix, but, um, that's kind of par for the course. Um, I know you're doing one tomorrow. with Tate tomorrow and, yes. um, I almost want to, uh, we'll, we'll turn the tables, um, next week and ask you how yours was. Um, but, for ours, we did bring some new products. Uh, we brought some pillows and some signs, and um, we had some new designs on some of our older products. We had some new laser uh, things, and yeah, um, it was kind of it was it was very similar to what had happened last year. Honestly, um, the patch hats did really great. A lot of the laserable products did pretty good. Um, we, we assemble earrings and bring those as well. Mm. Um, those did really good. Uh, we didn't sell really any of our totes or pillows. We had some interest in signs. We did have a QR code that people could, that would took people to a Google form if they were like a sure. business. And so we got a couple of leads that I think a couple people filled that out. Um, 
that we need to follow up with. So I, I think we were ready for that portion a little better than we were last year. Yeah. Cause last year it was just business cards, you know, Hey, contact us or we'll contact you. But this year, um, we had that QR code and things like right. that. So overall, um, it was success. I think, uh, you know, we made, made a decent amount of money, probably about the same as what we would have made last year. Um, but I think, uh, it, it kind of set the bar for a good season. We're going to be doing Thursday and Saturday farmers markets, and the whole team is going to be kind of rotating in. We've got a schedule, um, people. So, so me and Tate don't have to do every single one. We're right. kind of distributing that workload. Um, so if you, if you have to work on a Saturday, maybe you, you get to take a day off during the week, sure. um, cause you're going to do the market on Saturday, but, um, we're, Figuring all that out, have a schedule for that. And um, I think, like I said, it's it's uh, set a precedent for a good season for the markets. And it's a I'll say one last thing about it. Um, this is a great idea for you. If you are in the print on demand game, if you can produce some things, yeah, um, you could probably find a cheap booth at some festival or something like that, that you could just test some designs. If you have the ability to bring a press, you could potentially do transfers right there on the spot. I think that really people love the patch hats um, because we're able to adhere the patch hats with the uh, hat press right there yeah, in right front of them. There. It's very cool. They get to walk away with the custom, you know, custom to them. Yeah. Item. Um, and I think you can do that with shirts. You can do that with coffee mugs. There's a lot of different things you could do. And we've talked about that in previous episodes, but yeah. uh, something to think about this summer as the weather's nice and there's a lot of festivals and things like that in your area, um, yep. you know, check it out, look into it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you, uh, you and I talked about, or you had talked about also getting some like DTF transfers ordered and letting people make a custom shirt of, you know, here's the designs available. Here's the shirts mm -hmm. available, press it. And then you go home with a shirt that you help make, and I, I do think that that interactive pro, that interactive uh, element to it is definitely a seller. So, um, yeah, we will next week uh, definitely talk about how how tomorrow went uh, <laughs> and see how uh, things went. The rumor is it's going to be a little bit crazy. I think there's multiple things happening in Louisville yeah. um, tomorrow. So hopefully that that makes for good business. And uh, for a good time. So with that, we're going to transition into uh, the main event of our show. Episode 93's main event, POD 101 Part 2, Deciding Where to Sell. Main event, who's calling? All right. So last week, Travis, we kind of uh, we kicked off episode, uh, season four rather with a, a series of episodes that uh, are going to kind of be POD 101 uh, and mm -hmm. kind of restarting um, from the beginning, realizing again, for those that are that are new here, um, we have kind of discovered that it was probably beneficial to start or cover the beginning processes of a print-on-demand business because we probably have gained new, um, uh, what am I insight. trying to say? Insight and also listeners who are oh, okay. um, wanting to know more about the beginning. We're 93 episodes in, so we don't want to neglect people who have just joined us that are starting out on the journey as well. And for those that are on the journey, uh, it's always good to have a refresher. So yeah. um, we're talking today about episode two, deciding where to 
sell. And it's something that we've covered a couple times, Travis, uh, but it's always good to, to, to circle back. So I can't believe I just said circle back. I'm going to go brush my teeth. Uh, so uh, <laughs> in last week's episode, we talked about what's your why, which is always a very good thing to know. We talked mm-hmm. about are you going to open a, a DBA or an S Corp, talked about kind of the logistic side of things that um, you need to know before you even go into the business, things on the back end that are going to provide kind of the structure for your business itself. Um, mm-hmm. So any anything uh, about last week that you'd want to maybe touch on or kind of highlight or kind of, you know, close the gap on um, and, and, and put a bow on? Um, I think one of the things that we were actually kind of added to this week that we probably could have touched on last week was just the idea of, um, you know, kind of what do you want to be? It's not just what's your why, but what right. what are your future plans? What are you building, um, you know, as you continue to move forward? And so, like, um, for instance, do you want to just be a drop shipper? You know, do you want to just sell on platforms where, um, you know, that you can just do uh, royalty based income? You know, you don't want to touch Etsy because then you're a seller of record. Even if you're drop shipping, it's different. So you have kind of that royalty base, which is Teespring, you know, merch by Amazon and stuff like that. And we'll get into some of that. But, sure. uh, or maybe you're wanting to, um, you know, get the po- biggest possible profit margins that you can. And so you want to bring some of your production in house. Right. Um, so that's something that I think we could have maybe touched on last week that um, I just touched on, but maybe we can touch it more. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, so that's kind of yeah. the idea there. Sure. Um, yeah, that's, but I think you, you recapped it well, and obviously it's last week's episode. So if you didn't hear that, you, you probably want to start with part one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it, it'll be a good kind of um, foundation as we go into uh, this this next episode here. So um, we're talking about where to sell. And I think that we have um, multiple times referenced and exhausted the analogy of a shopping mall. Um, mm-hmm. Or like places of commerce that you would think of in a brick and mortar sense or in person. So um, mm-hmm. we're going to try and maybe incorporate that again because it seemed to to work out pretty well. But there's always, um, a, a, as always, I should say, a plethora of, of places where you can sell. Um, just to quickly list them, there's Amazon, Walmart, Etsy, Shopify, Squarespace, Redbubble, and Merch by Amazon. And, and keep in mind, there's more. These are only so seven many that we, that we uh, thought of to, to incorporate. So um, Travis, I mean, we've, we've talked about how, how you and I have both started in this game. We both started kind of a Amazon with coffee mugs and merch by Amazon with t-shirts. Kind of a hybrid is where we first landed mm-hmm. when we got into the print on demand game. Yeah, we were, so we were doing kind of the royalty based with the merch by Amazon, which really was doing well, but yeah. because we were doing that and we were creating so many designs, um, it just made sense to take those properties. Think, I mean, this is kind of, akin to licensing you know you have a property a design you know a a really cool design for somebody who is a firefighter and then you take that same property that you have on merch by amazon but then you can expand that property to multiple other products and that was the idea behind you know doing the coffee mugs particularly because we were able to take those, all of those designs that we have for by merch by Amazon and then slowly roll them out over, 
you know, the course of months onto all these coffee mugs. And so then we were in the, also the, uh, the physical product game, you know, and actually being the seller of record and putting those out, um, you know, for, in our case on Amazon, you could also obviously do Etsy, uh, you know, all those other places that you, you're the seller of record, eBay, all of those right. things. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was the kind of the, the start for both of us, really, it was kind of a mixture of royalty based and seller of record, um, that then morphed into, you know, hundreds of products yeah. <laughs> over time. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's kind of touch on, on these platforms and then kind of go pros and cons or, you know, things that you probably feel that the listeners should know things we've learned about each platform and we won't necessarily mm -hmm. go in order. Um, but let's, let's start with, with merch by Amazon. I think merch by Amazon is a really low barrier of entry as far as cost. Um, mm -hmm. You're not going to have to invest in any equipment, um, but you maybe if you're not a graphics designer, you're going to have to farm that out mm -hmm. um, and get the graphic designs done. And of course, there is a barrier of entry as far as waiting lists and getting right. approved for an account and the tier system and, and all yeah. of that kind of stuff also <laughs> is is something that go comes into play when you're when you're working with Merch by Amazon. Yeah, I think you nailed it right there. Um, you know, a lot. So so Merch by Amazon would be a royalty based um you're basically licensing your designs to yep. Amazon to put onto t-shirts and uh, pop sockets and all their other crap, you know, that they sell pillows. And um, I don't even know however many products they have now, cause I don't really focus a lot of my time on that particular platform. <laughs> um, but, but the benefit of that is that they handle all of the production, all of the returns, all of the customer service issues, because yeah. it's their product. You're just yep. licensing your art to go on their product and then you get a royalty based on that so it really does tie in well with our point of interest um but yeah i so i but i think the downside of it well the upside of it is that it's amazon and there's yeah. There's so, so many, many people yeah coming to these listings and doing yeah. searches every single second there's hundreds of searches happening on Amazon and you extrapolate that over the course of a year and your item can get found, you know, because there's so many people, the downside to merch by Amazon is like you said, the waiting list to get in, it, it can take a while to get in and get accepted. Yeah. And then when you finally get accepted, well, Oh joy, you can do 10 things. <laughs> You're tiered at 10. You're, yeah. So you put 10 designs up on all their products and and until you sell at least 10 and right. th this is, there's some algorithm. I, I think it's, I think it's, you know, still you sell 10 and then you are qualified to move up to the next tier. But when right. they actually do that tier up, yeah. who knows? You thought next our season delineation was arbitrary. <laughs> what tier were totally. we on? <laughs> yeah. So then you, all of a sudden you're up to 25 and you're like, Oh my gosh, I was 25. And then, I don't know if it's, I think it's 50, then it's a hundred, then it's 500, then it's a yeah. thousand. And, and really to make good money, you either have to have, um, you know, an out of this world hit, you know, as far as the design goes, um, that really shoots to the top of the category or the niche right. that you're in, or you have to have, you know, tier two, 2000, 5,000, 10,000, you know, and have yeah. just so many products on there yeah. that, 
even the ones that only sell once a month, you have enough that sell once a month that you can get a nice, nice income. But I do know people that, you know, they're, they're constantly doing anywhere from, you know, two to 3000 a month, all the way up to like 20,000 a month, you know, and above right. um, on merch by Amazon alone. Now these, I mean, there's people that are like in tier 200,000 um, that takes a while to obviously get there. Yeah, and I don't know how far the tiers go up, but I mean, it's pretty crazy. And since they've switched it from each design on each product counts as one to each design can be on multiple products and that counts right. as one, um, it really, really has expanded their catalog and expanded the number of places that your art can be found and the number right. of potential sales. Um, I don't know how that actually extrapolates into actual sales, but um, the possibilities are really pretty amazing. Now they do limit you on every single day, like how many things you can actually upload. Right. Um, but when you, it's like how many products you can actually put these, these designs on per day. Right. Uh, so you may be able to do 50 products. Um, and I don't know if they have, I think they have right around 50 or maybe just a little more. You might be able to do 50 products, but, but maybe you only have a hundred slots. So that means two designs can go on all of those products in all of the countries that they sell in. So right. it's, it keeps morphing. They keep adding products. They keep adding marketplaces. They keep adding infrastructure. Um, they're getting better and better at it. Um, so it is an amazing platform to get on, but it does. It's a, it takes a long time to really see significant income, especially yeah. now that there are so many people on the platform now and they have expanded it so, so massively. Yeah. When we were getting into it, it was, it was still relatively new. I mean, there mm -hmm. wasn't a whole oh, lot yeah. of that structure. There wasn't a whole lot of products. It was like a regular t-shirt, a premium t-shirt, and then they would add hoodies. And so uh, like you, I've, I have no idea what they've added uh, up until that mm -hmm. point, but um, merch by Amazon in the, in the whole, context of the mall analogy we have said is like a kiosk in the mall it's kind of like the you break i fix things where you take your phone in the middle of the mall and they fix your phone it's kind of one of those kiosks but mm -hmm. um another one that is again kind of royalty based would be um like a red bubble or tea mm -hmm. public or teespring or Spreadshirt, or it, it's all very much similar uh, in the way the merch by amazon does things so Again, like we said, there's there's so many um, different the bonfire is one that I heard of recently as well, mm -hmm. where you can go and, and list your products for sale, and then um, you know they produce all, all very much royalty based as as this as well. Yeah, I think the only downside to those, I mean, there's plenty of upside. I know people that make money on those platforms, but um, I feel like merch by Amazon is kind of the king and the rest of them just get the table scraps. There's just so yeah. many fewer eyeballs on those other platforms. Um, they just don't have the yeah. power and the reach that merch by Amazon. Yeah. Has. But the plus is that you can just kind of, once you get an account, I don't know, there may be some limits, but um, it is pretty much just upload, 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 upload. You don't have right. a tier system. Um, there may be some limits on daily uploads. I don't know. Cause, and obviously each of these channels, you're going to have to figure out what their particular terms of service are right. and how they operate. Yep. But there, but the absence of a tier system is attractive. Sure. <laughs> it's definitely a plus compared to merch by Amazon. 
Yeah, and one thing that I'll say too is as we continue covering these platforms is that um, a lot of what might be your deciding factor or what might make you decide to go one way instead of the other is the element of organic traffic that is driven mm-hmm. to these platforms. Um, the next one we're going to talk about would be like a Shopify and a Squarespace. Right off the bat, the the disadvantage of having your own private site or third-party site like that is you don't get organic traffic. You right. have to drive all of the traffic through Google ads or Facebook ads or Instagram ads or, or whatever that looks like. You're driving the traffic to those sites for people to see your products. And if you are thinking that you're going to open maybe, let's say, a novelty shirt site that has nothing really specific or niche about it, you just want to open a novelty shirt site on a Squarespace store because you're convinced it's going to work. There's going to be a lot, a long runway, a long rampway of you having to invest money to get your site to cut through the noise of every other um you know novelty shirt site that's out there then there's tons of them dozens upon dozens so if that's something you want to do the the good thing is with with a squarespace or a shopify is if you wanted to add or offer a diverse variety of things that maybe isn't just limited to apparel maybe you want to do shirts but you also want to have jewelry or you also want to have handmade stuff that you've made you can mm-hmm. upload whatever you want to Squarespace. There's really right. no, there's really no limit, and and Shopify, and you can you know specify which vendor if you want someone to do your shirts, but you're fulfilling your jewelry, or you have a book that you want to mm-hmm. sell. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's all very possible on Squarespace. But the downside again is there's there's no eyes on that product unless you go bring eyes to it. Yeah, I'll say one other um, kind of plus for the the royalty based. Um, platforms that we've talked about. One of the benefits is that um, the listing that is created on that platform is kind of done for you. You literally just drag, you know, drag and drop yep. your art, and then it puts it on all these different products and creates all the listings. You might fill out some, you know, some bullet points or some descriptions or some tags or keywords or whatever. But for the most part, the actual like all the mock-ups are auto-generated for you, um, you know, and all of that is kind of done for you. So that is another yeah. plus that you don't get when you're listing on some of these other platforms or even like a Shopify or a Squarespace, your own. You have to come up with all of those mock-ups and you have to make the page look good and, you yeah. know, all of that other all, all of that other stuff that you don't necessarily have to do um, with a royalty-based platform like a Merch by Amazon or a Redbubble. Or the yeah. like, yeah. And so, and what I will say too is, if you are, I mean, I, I've worked with enough people, clients who have Squarespace stores, and they have, but they have a following. Or if, so, if you're getting into this, and you do, you're doing production yourself, and you're wanting to sell um, on, on a platform um, that's not an Amazon or a Walmart or an NC, Squarespace and Shopify are good options to offer people who might come to you and say, "Hey, I have this following." Or, hey, mm-hmm. I have this thing and I want to open a web store for it. Right. And if you don't if you don't have a deco, let's say, where you can just send them a link and let them, you know, go crazy. You, pushing them to a Squarespace and a Shopify is a viable option for them because they already have demand for what they're doing or a following that's waiting for the thing that they're going to release. 
And mm -hmm. so in those instances and in working with people and, and opening stores for them and producing their merch, those are viable options. If that's what you choose to be when you grow up is a someone in, in production and not a drop shipper. So there is a space for Squarespace and Shopify. But again, I just want to, because I've talked to a lot of people um, that are, that I've been both in close relationship with and just on the periphery that have thought, Hey, I'm going to open a Squarespace site. I'm going to throw shirts up there and I'm going to watch the money roll in. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, that's very much, um, gonna... it, can, it can get there, but it's going to be way more cost intensive as opposed to a platform yeah. that, that gives you the traffic. You are not going to be sitting on a beach drinking a pina colada anytime soon. No. Nope. From the, at least not from the money that comes <laughs> from, from that Squarespace, store. But yeah yeah and and again the other thing about squarespace that i'll say and i don't i i'm trying I'm, I'm wanting to put enough caveats out there to to so people know that it is a viable option in certain circumstances but the other thing to think about is it's so there's a monthly cost associated right with it as well yeah and so there are monthly costs with like an amazon professional account which we'll get to but with shopify and squarespace you have to make sure that whatever monthly expense you're going to be spending that whatever you're selling will be able to offset and justify that monthly expense or at least get there yeah. quickly um right. so that's another thing to keep in mind because there's different tiered plans and it's going to cost you money every month to just have that thing exist yeah totally so <clears throat> with that let's hop over to walmart walmart is uh growing quickly i would say as far as when we first got into walmart it was very much like you know, here's here's the keys to this house, and there's there's really nothing in it or no structure. And you know what? There's no <laughs> rules. You right. just put whatever you want wherever you want. And uh, if we don't like it, maybe we'll tell you about it. So, but Walmart has come quite a long way because I think that their mm. goal would be to be a competitor with Amazon. Um, so, mm -hmm. Walmart is a viable option, Travis. I know you have had a lot of people reach out to you and be like, "Hey, tell us a little bit more about Walmart." Because that mm -hmm. seems like an interesting platform to get into now while it's not quite at that Amazon level. Nor will it ever be. Who knows? But yeah, we did a podcast um, with Barbara Boschen. Um, Maybe you could find that, Josiah. I don't remember what episode it was um, that we talked a lot about Walmart. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's a little bit, you know, it's it's kind of like merch by Amazon and that you have to be approved and it takes a little while. And sometimes you have to kind of jump through some hoops to get approved. But, um, once you're in, they, I would say they have, um, their infrastructure really has improved a ton since I got on. I think when we, yeah. when I, we interviewed Barbara, it was like a year ago, maybe, or so yeah it was it was ago. episode 23 which was okay. released on january 27th so yeah episode 23 barbara boshin walmart.com for pod um, yeah. so if you're interested in that um definitely go check out that episode because she had a lot of good info on on that platform yeah. specifically yeah and i think one of the things that we say in that interview is like walmart was like amazon in 2012 or something yeah yeah wild <laughs> west just whatever. yeah and it was incredible, like you said, just no structure. Their back end was terrible. They've really improved <laughs> it a lot. Um, I mean, it's still there's still some quirky things to it. It's a little bit different um, when you're working with like uh, Excel files to upload your inventory and things like that. There's some things that right. I feel like they could do better, but that's you know neither here nor there. Um, it's you know got a ton of eyeballs too. So 
and there is no Walmart, you know, merch by Walmart that's like populating all of the t-shirts. <laughs> right. So if you do t-shirts, it's it's potentially a really great opportunity for you to kind of be uh, a standalone, you know, yeah. uh, product, uh, you know, that doesn't have a ton and a ton of competition. Um, there is a default lag time or handling time that they kind of put on you. Yeah. Um, so I, I will say it's better for producers than it is for drop shippers. Um, you can make it work with drop shipping because you, the default lag time or handling time is two days. You can get it extended to five days with their permission, but that's as far out as you can go. So you got to make sure if your drop shipper, um, your drop shipper can get everything out in f at least five days, um, or you're going to get into trouble with Walmart. Yeah. Um, and you need to get that extended past the two day default. Yeah. Um, Unless you're, you know, producing it all in house, and you can make sure that you get everything out in two days, you can leave it alone. But, um, but that's the idea. You need to make sure you can, uh, you know, kind of run with their terms of service and get your products out. Um, it it is like I was saying. You do have to create all of your own mockups for these products that you're going to yeah. list here. Um, there is no fee right now um, to sell on Walmart. You just have to get approved once you're and. The approval process, you know, like I said, there's some hoops you have to jump through. You need to have a store so you can create a quick little, even a WordPress store that just has a few products in it so they can see that. Or you can um, potentially, if you already have Amazon, you can show them your Amazon store or, yeah. you know, there's some some things you can do uh, to, to get approved. But once you're approved, no monthly fee. Um, and from what I understand, there is no upper limit on how many things you can list or daily limit on how many things you can put on there uh on a, in a day yeah. um we do everything through excel files and um they're called flat files on amazon they're basically just csvs and excel files and we do everything through that so we do upload a lot when we upload we upload a lot of products at the same time um, and it also makes it easy to edit those products sure um at Walmart and Amazon are a little bit different in that you can use the same and Amazon, you can use the same spreadsheet to edit things. Um, in Walmart, you got to figure out which spreadsheet you need to do and <laughs> fill it all out and upload it. It's a little bit more challenging, but yeah, um, overall, um, they are similar. Uh, and I will say that Walmart of our online platforms, Walmart's definitely number two behind Amazon. Um, and it has grown significantly, uh, over the time that we've been on it. I also think a lot of people are coming on it. And so there are more, you know, it's getting more saturated, but yep. that's going to be the case with any with everything. online platform. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, moving on to the next, uh, by the way, in, in the analogy of the mall, which I know you're all wondering, what the hell does that even mean? Um, <laughs> it, Walmart is kind of like a store in the malls, a JC Penney's it's a Dillard's, it's, you know, one mm -hmm. of those kind of well-known franchises, but it's in the mall itself. So moving on to Etsy. Um, Etsy is is a great platform. Um, mm -hmm. I know my wife has had a lot of success on that platform. And uh, it's it would be like a vintage shop store in the mall. Etsy is very much for the creative kind of customized stuff. Home decor works really well mm -hmm. on Etsy. And you can use a drop shipper for etsy it is possible to, mm -hmm. to do that if you're going to do custom stuff you need to make sure that there's a an efficient way to get the, the customized art um to whoever is is producing it 
there's no monthly fee, but there are listing fees mm-hmm. um, for listing. Do you? To, I don't remember off the top of my head how much they charge to like renew the listing or publish yeah. a listing. It's twenty cents per listing published, and yep. that lasts for four months. And then if it sells, you get charged that twenty cents again to quote unquote relist it. So even if you say you have ten in your quantity, every time it sells, you're going to pay another twenty cents. Yeah. Um, so just factor that into your fees. Recently, the their actual fee their structure train, yeah. just went up. It was five yep. percent. It went up to six percent. Yeah, it's six which, and a half right now. Six and a half. Okay. Yeah. Which still. To me, um, there was a well, big compare, uproar yeah. in the Etsy community about, oh my gosh, they're raising their fees so much. But when you compare it to Amazon or Walmart, which are typically around 15%, it's still really inexpensive. Yep. Yeah. And the thing I like about Etsy um, is that it has definitely carved out its own space in mm-hmm. as far as a platform. So when you're doing like Walmart, for example – trying to up their e-commerce game, you, you know, everyone knows Amazon is king. And mm-hmm. so when you are setting out to, to do something in the e-commerce space that is similar to what they're doing as far as a service provider and having stuff available to order, you can either be better than or different than. And if mm-hmm. you're going to be better than, you're going to have to really, really run at that because they have such a head start on you yeah. um, across the board, right? Yeah, even Walmart hasn't caught up with them yet. <laughs> right. And Walmart has been around longer than Amazon yeah. as a company, but Amazon broke ground in the e-commerce game right. way sooner, way sooner than anybody else did. Mm-hmm. So what Etsy did is instead of saying, you know, we're going to be better than Amazon, we're going to be different. We're going to offer different things. We're going to go a different direction. And they've carved out their own niche and their own space in the print-on-demand game, in the e-commerce platform game. And so I think that has definitely helped lend to their success as well because yeah. there's not necessarily a one-to-one comparison where if you start with Amazon and you go into Walmart and like we did and you go into Walmart's back and you're like, this is dog water. Like, I don't know, I don't know what's <laughs> happening here. This is, this is terrible. But Etsy is different enough that you know, okay, this is going to be a different experience. And yeah, it's yeah. going to be different than Amazon, but they've already told you that. They're not trying yeah. to compete with Amazon. They're just trying to be different. And and their back end is very different. It's very user-friendly mm-hmm. for the one, you know, listing one thing. They don't have a b- ability to import via a, a CSV, or a, a, right. yeah, which to me sucks. But I think that's probably part of their strategy. So they just don't get completely inundated with people right. like me <laughs> that just throw <laughs> that have millions of up. designs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and so it it does keep it a little bit more curated to yeah. things that you you're, you know, if I'm going to put something up manually, I'm going to make sure it's the best of whatever I have, you know? So right. I think that was kind of by design by them, um, which I think is smart because it's really, it has to your point, set them apart from the other platforms that we've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it's great. It's a great place to start just because the percentages that they take are lower. Um, Mm -hmm. There's no monthly fee. And if you are doing your, doing it yourself and you're designing t-shirts or maybe you want to do posters like Printful will fulfill posters Mm -hmm. um, and you're doing some cool posters. And I know for me, if I'm looking for decor for anything, like an office or, you know, just kind of dreaming about like, what would a man cave or a poker room in my, you know, when I get that space, what do I want to put in it? Etsy always has really cool 
um, artwork and posters mm. and, you know, stuff like that. So there's lots of stuff you can offer on Etsy yeah. that people will be going to look for. Cause again, it's that kind of curated artistic creative space that people know you go there for those things specifically. So, yeah. If, and if you're looking for more information on Etsy, we did interview your wife, Madeline yes. on episode 68, um, a great interview. She had some setbacks. She even lost an account on Etsy and yeah. it's kind of, you see, there's a, a lot of good things to learn from her in that episode about how she did things one way and then lost her account and then finally got another account um, and has totally changed the way she's doing things um, and is, and she's seeing real success on that platform since, yep. since she went through that setback. That's episode yeah. 68, Pushing Through Setbacks. Yep. with Madeline Cifuentes. Yeah, go go check it out and uh, again she there's lots of good tidbits in there um that that she gets into lots of good advice, some softwares that are available that will help you in that journey, lots mm -hmm. of, you know, um different things, different rabbit holes that you can go down. So, moving on to the mm -hmm. to the the king of e-commerce that we have alluded to, that we have talked to talked not to about uh in in this episode is Amazon. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot that we can talk about here and we're already <laughs> at 48 minutes in this episode. Yeah. So Travis, why don't, why don't you kind of like maybe hit some of the highlights and then maybe if people want to know more, we can do a more of a, a deeper dive specifically on this platform if we haven't already or let people know where they can find. I feel like we touch on Amazon and almost every episode we talk about POD because it's just where every, everything is for yeah. us. That's, that's the ecosystem we're familiar with. So um, yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe just hit the, some of the top pros and cons for Amazon selling on that uh, as a platform. Sure. I'll say first we're primarily talking about Amazon USA. There are uh, multiple countries that Amazon is in now. I do not rec. I mean, personally, I don't recommend selling in the other Amazon countries. Um, that's a lot all that much and and primarily it's for me it's because the postal system in the u.s is much better um adept at getting the package to the end user i get when i have sold on, something yeah when i've sold canada and i've sold in europe um i've sold in mexico we get more returns on average than we do in the u.s so I'm just, I'm specifically speaking about the U S you can try those other places. Actually, uh, just as, as an aside, the EU there, I think there, I think there's six countries that are all tied together. So if you want to do, I'm getting way ahead of myself, but you can, you can combine all those countries. If you want to do FBA and you want to actually send product to a, a warehouse, you can send it to one warehouse and they'll fulfill all for all those places. It's the same. Now they're just rolling out, um, for Canada, US, and Mexico, where you can send product into the Amazon warehouses and they will fulfill in Canada and Mexico from your US stock. I I am going to opt out of that for the reasons I mentioned, um, uh, just because I don't want to get all those returns and I feel like the US market is big enough for me. Um, but that's that's the caveat that I'll start with. It's uh, $40 a month for per group of countries. So like the North American, uh, that's 40 bucks. If you want to sell in Europe, that's another 40 bucks um, for the pro plan. And the pro plan gives you the ability to use those flat files or those Excel spreadsheets that we've been talking about to upload plenty of 
uh, items too. Um, you do have to, of course, create your own listings. You have to create your own mockups, your own descriptions, your own bullet points, all of those things. Um, and then also, uh, so then the other side of that, so that's a, you can create a product that is merchant fulfilled yep. and print on demand. It doesn't exist until it actually sells. You send it to your drop shipper. They send it out. Let's say that thing sells 10 times in a month. You're like, oh my gosh, it's a really great seller. <laughs> let's send some FBA. Let's send some of that product to Amazon FBA. So I, you know, I can send like 36 and then I don't have to worry about that. Um, I, I can just watch that stock and then send some more and people will buy prime FBA yep. way more than they will buy merchant fulfilled. So if you can identify some of those products, we've created some systems where we run reports and we see what's sold and what hasn't sold. And we send in stock according to those levels. And we try to keep our, some of our best sellers in stock because people will buy those products much, much more when yep. they are prime and free shipping, even though I'm a, even my merchant fulfilled stuff is still free shipping. It's not coming from an Amazon warehouse. And for whatever reason, people love to, to, to see that prime badge on a product. Yeah. So that's the difference between MF merchant fulfilled and FBA fulfilled by Amazon. We do both here. And so I'll have on say listing, you know, a listing for that fireman's mug. I'll have an FBM or yep. so fulfilled by merchant listing and an FBA listing on it. And what we might price the FBA one just a little bit less. So people make sure, so they make sure that they buy that one and that one gets what's called the buy box. And the buy box right. is just what, whichever thing goes into your cart when you press that uh, yellow button that says buy it now. And whoever is in that, it could be a merchant fulfilled. There could be 20 people on those Nike, re Nike shoes that you want to buy <laughs> and someone's got the buy box. And it's usually, it's an algorithm. It's usually a mixture of speed of delivery and price. And so, yep. so in order to get our stock in and out of Amazon fast, because they will charge you fees if, if it stays there for longer, uh, storage fees. So in order to get that product in and out, we price our FBA a little bit less than FBM. I know you didn't want me to go on and on about it, but it's no, you're good. Me, Messiah. You're <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. I was just, I was just trying to find episode six is we is titled selling on amazon.com. So I think there's going to be some <clears throat> a more deep dive. Stuff. I should go listen to that. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we should re-listen to it and maybe recap uh, and see what people are thinking. But just to Travis's point, you can kind of see what we're talking about the buy box. You're really looking at everyone. This is a list separate listing from different sellers that you can see. Everyone has different sellers. So mm -hmm. if someone hits add to cart here, then T Primi LLC gets the buy box as opposed to Bain Enterprises, which is interesting. I don't know. Bain was selling on Amazon, but uh, <laughs> the more you know. Um, so, yeah, lots of stuff to, to cover on Amazon. So go check out episode six. Again, a huge plus when it comes to Amazon is the eyes, which we've talked about. The yep. graphic. Um, so, um, yeah, I think that. Anything else it, about Amazon there, Travis? I'll just I'll just say it's easily um, it's easily seventy percent of our online sales for oh, the yeah. products that we have listed across all of these different platforms. That's easily seventy percent of our sales. Um, so Amazon is the big dog. It is totally worth the forty dollars a month when you can list, you know, 
all of these different products. Um, and you're going to need a system. And we're going to talk about that system probably next week. Uh, so think about Amazon as you are thinking about scaling, thinking about getting bigger. Um, a lot of these yeah. print-on-demand uh, companies, fulfillment companies, have integrations with Amazon. So you know it sells. It's just like Etsy. It sells yeah. and it goes right to the person and then out the door, and you don't have to touch it. You're just responsible, obviously, for customer service. And then if you want to start getting into the FBA game and sending some product there, you can you can do that. There's a lot of scalability with Amazon again because yeah. of the eyeballs. Um, it's just an incredible platform to sell on. Yep. So. Go check out that episode, episode six. And uh, again, if you guys want to know more, if you listen to the episode and you don't, there's questions you have. You can always let us know uh, if you have any questions. And in the context of the mall analogy, Amazon is the entire mall. So everything <laughs> that can be found in the individual stores, found in the whole mall. So Amazon right. is the umbrella in which all of these other things are housed under. So um, let us know if you have any questions. Again, printedomancast.com slash Facebook is where you go to join those types of conversations. Ask Caitlin. That's why she knew this episode was dropping in less than half an hour, which means I got <laughs> this part really quick because we got to <laughs> chop this thing up and get it uploaded to all the appropriate platforms. So Travis, anything else before I don't breathe for the next five minutes? No, I want to see it go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it all in one breath. Are you kidding? Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to episode 93. Episode 94 will be coming to you next week on Wednesday or Friday. We don't know. We'll let you know. However, we do know the topic because it's going to be in the series of Printer Demand Cast 101. Everything you need to know when just starting out. Again, printondemandcast.com slash Facebook is where you can join the group. Printondemandcast.com slash Instagram is where you can join the or follow the Instagram channel. And printondemandcast.com slash YouTube is where you can go and find the video versions of these. But if you don't want to go to YouTube, you can go and listen to us on Spotify because the video is released at the same time as the audio. So it doesn't matter if it's Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Anchor, wherever you get your podcast, the POD cast is there for you. But do us a quick favor and leave a subscription because it helps the algorithms share this episode. If it's helpful to a friend, hit the share button. It all helps our information, this information, this show get to the people that need the information just like yourselves. So it is greatly appreciated and we will shout you out. I don't know how more, how many more times I need to say that, but we will shout you out on the show if you leave us. Uh, a five-star review with a little comment about what it is you love about the show, your favorite episode, favorite dad joke. It doesn't matter. We just want to hear from you because we started this show for you guys. So uh, with that being said, we will see you guys next week right here on the Print on Demand cast. See ya. Hey, babe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure. In a world where businesses everywhere are trying to make print-on-demand sales, one podcast goes above and beyond every week 
to bring the most POD-specific information there is. All to help save the day, every day. Don't succumb to the enemies of your print-on-demand business. Sign up today for the Print On Demand Cast VIP email at printondemandcast.com slash VIP. This time, it's for real.